You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and welcome to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Or is he Meanie Claws today? We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, your official elf, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie Claws, what's on your mind? Ho, ho, ho from the BWO. Yeah, How you doing, my friend? I Merry. Am, Merry Christmas to you as well, sir. It is a wonderful day here. I am excited to be doing this with you again. I'm always excited for the holidays. It's my favorite time of year. Yeah. So this is a, a wonderful day. You're actually listening to this right now on Christmas Day. So I hope we yeah. hope from all of us here at the show, we hope you're enjoying your time and your holiday season with your family right now. And we thank you for taking time out of that holiday to listen to us. And we appreciate you. We wanted to give you a fun show uh, today. Hopefully, hopefully fun. <laughs> but I do want to start with something amazing. A nice little holiday treat from a friend of the Blue Meanie. Are you ready, sir? I am ready, sir. Hello there. Hey, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley wishing happy holidays to the Blue Meanie and podcast co-host Adam Bernard and the entire Mind of the Meanie pod squad. Congratulations on the upcoming 200th episode. Very exciting indeed. It's a great podcast, which brings hours of entertainment to all those who listen, and even if you've talked about it before, I think you need to go back and talk about the time that the Blue Meanie and I strutted our way out of the ECW arena. Happy holidays, and may the new year be nice. Thank you, Mick. We appreciate that, sir. Friend of the show, Mick Foley, stopping by for some holiday cheer. Thank you, Micker, for that uh, <laughs> wonderful holiday cheer and uh yeah, that's very nice that's very kind um you know speaking of gifts yeah you know today's christmas speaking of gifts mick foley including stevie richards and i and his farewell to ecw was the ultimate gift he could have gave to stevie and i as two young talent in ecw yeah because uh you know uh you know i was i was very new to that company as a brand new character, Stevie had been around for a bit. You know, he he was wrestling with Stevie Richards, and then he got aligned with Raven, and they were tag champs, and so they knew Mick. But like me and Stevie as a duo were fairly new. So uh, Mick comes up, and you know, he, Mick was included in a lot of stuff, which is great. There was one show at the the Lulu Temple where me and Stevie were. I think we were on that show like four or five times coming out, you know, Stevie wrestling where we're raving, we're with Mick. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff and then and Mick created things. So, uh, Mick approached us. I forget what show he approached us. And he's like, yeah, I, I think I have an idea for my farewell. I, th- I want to include you guys in it. And me and Steve were like looking around like, you know, this is before punk. So we're like, you know, yeah, the Ashton Kutcher show punked, you know. Yeah. You know, we're looking for Alan Funk, you know, we came to camera, you know, it's just a rib, you know. But he was that serious. And uh, you know, the night before, uh one of Mick's first farewell matches at in Queens at the Lost Battalion Hall, he wrestled Chris Jericho and he had me and Stevie in this corner. Wow. And then the next night. You know, uh, he has his match with Mike Uebrek, and then he goes on the mic, and he goes, and uh, the cool part of this story, it, I just listened to Todd Gordon's audiobook, Todd is God, which I highly recommend. Go and uh, get that right now. Hardback when audio. Uh, Mick goes on the mic and starts kind of promo about, there's two guys in the back who, uh, without them, there would be no ECW. One... 
you know, was a visionary and, uh, you know, he's laying it on thick, right? <clears throat> to the point where, and Todd says this in his book, Todd is God, that he legit thought they were talking about him and Paul Heyman. <laughs> him and Paul were about to, like, like go, you know, they were up on the, uh, up where the hard camera is in the Eagle's Nest. And they were about to run down the steps. He goes, Ladies and gentlemen, the Blue Meanie and Steven Richards. Yeah, or Steve Richards and the Blue Meanie. I don't care which one was first. And we come out and we're, you know, we're, you know, we, we're laughing at the crowd like, ha ha, fooled you. Like Wayne's World, ha ha, fished in, fished in. And uh, me and uh, me, Steven and Mick do the, uh, they hit uh, New York, New York. Mm. Frank Sinatra's version, New York. Well, I think that the only version. The one, yeah. Yeah, I'm dumb. No. Uh, no. I too much too much eggnog today. Um, <laughs> I feel a little sloppish for the nog. Yeah, yeah, I hugged the nog too much today. <laughs> uh, to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so me and uh, me, Stevie Mick, do the can can to uh, New York, New York, which is a nod to him going to WWE. Yeah. And a little piece of useless knowledge: if you watch that match, he's wearing his mankind boots. Really? Yeah, because he uh, he just got his boots from WWE and he wanted to break them in before he went to WWE. Smart. So the night before, I think he wore them the night before against Jericho, but he also wore them that night, you know, the night, the next night in the, at the ECW arena. He's, he's wearing his mankind, mankind boots. And, you know, like anything, he gets on the mic, he's like, you know, we, we want to do the Fargo strut and we did the Fargo strut right out of the ECW arena. So, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. Today's Christmas and talk about giving and, you know, uh, giving presents. That opportunity uh, Mick gave to me and Stevie was the ultimate present because after that, doing something with something like that with McCactus Jack. Yeah. I keep saying Mick, but he was Cactus Jack at that point. And people were believing there was, it was the last time they were ever going to see Cactus Jack because they didn't know they're, you know, eventually he brought it back at WWE. Yeah. But no. Nobody knew at that time. And um, the fact that he, uh, you you think you're watching the last Cactus Jack match in the original ECW. And then we're, we're the, the last vision they have of him in that building. Yeah. Until later on, they had the uh, hardcore homecoming shows. But that he, he made us made men. That's amazing. You know, he, 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 he put, he legitimized me and Stevie in the eyes of those fans that night. And yeah. You know, even though we were heels, we got like, like me and Steve, we would do things as heels. And, you know, because we're a Raven and Raven's feuding with Sandman. He's feuding with Tommy Dreamer. Right. And, uh, you know, we would do stuff and get babyface pops until another babyface would come out. But, like, that's the beauty of the ECW crowd is they knew when the, you know, they knew when they were seeing something cool. Right. Even though we were heels, you know, it was a cool moment. Yeah. They cheered and stuff like that. Like when we came out as Kiss, we we're still kind of heels and they were cheering. And then Sammy came out and beat the shit out of us. And then they were <laughs> cheering Sandman, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, thank you to Mick for that, yeah. that awesome uh, Christmas wish. And uh, thank you for uh, putting a stamp of uh, approval on a very young blue meanie. I was only. 21, 22. Wow. Wow. That was 95. So I was, I was, I was 22. So in my very young career. Yeah, Mick, we, uh, I had to say I was, uh, I was, I popped a little bit when I heard him say my name, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, I've, I've, Mick Foley is, you know, and, and specifically Cactus Jack is one of my, I would say top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, there's just something about the character and something about what Mick does with, with Cactus Jack. And it's just it, like unbelievable. Right. Not, not that I didn't like mankind and you know, all the other things that he did. It was just Cactus Jack is, is that one of those people that's like a tenant in my, in my professional wrestling love. So, uh, to be, yeah. no, to be acknowledged by the King of hardcore, uh, is, is, is something wonderful. So thank you, Mick. We appreciate you and that holiday message. And to start off the episode correctly, by asking us to relive something and ask a question, which, sir, I'm going to ask you right now, Blue, Sir Blue. Yes, sir. Are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. 
Ask me something! Yeah, who calls? I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget. Every single week, I got to throw Chevy Chase in there as a Christmas nod as well. Uh, don't forget, every week, we typically do a segment at the end of every episode where we ask your questions that you tweet at us using the hashtag AskMeany. Uh, but today, we're going to give you a full episode. We're going to give you a full rundown. We got lots of good holiday questions here. Uh, but I don't have a holiday-flavored beverage because, again, I drank all the eggnog before. Come on. So I want to know, Meany, what do you got today as far as your seltzer is concerned? What you got? Well, well, speak for yourself, jabroni. <laughs> I have a Bellevue pumpkin pie Ooh, seltzer. Lucky. Dude, and uh, the case was like a buck fifty. They were like, I guess it was a blowout. So I was like, I'll take two. Wow. So uh, this will be on the next couple episodes. <laughs> Those are the kinds of blowouts I like, not the diaper blowouts that we've been dealing with. I have my sparkling ice. Yeah, yeah. Audrey is, uh, especially in the middle of the night, it's really delightful. I have a sparkling ice raspberry lemonade, which I guess could be a holiday beverage if you wanted it to be. If you really tried hard enough, anything's a holiday beverage. So we're going to crack these right now. We're going to get started on this episode here. We're going to go three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Son mm, of a bitch. Ooh, so good. All right. Pinky's up. Pinky's up. Oh, yeah. That's good <sighs> shit. Yo, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> oh. Not bad. Yeah, I would imagine. They have a peach lemonade flavor of this sparkling ice, which initially I was like, I don't know how that's going to taste. It's growing on me, man. I I'm see actually, that spark when I said uh, Audi too. Yeah, they have the well. They have the um, Courtney buys like a refrigerator full of them for me every week because I hate drinking water and they're sugar free. So Ooh, it, dude. yeah, it's fucking water, good shit. So for those outside of Philly, we say water, <laughs> water, water. It's got to get you want to go in a water race, <laughs> Mini. Yes, sir. Or should I say mini claws? <laughs> the season for a fresh cut is finally here with our sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation lawnmower to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with Manscaped and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using promo code Mind. Meanie for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you, sir. And Meanie, I want to talk to you, sir, about how Manscaped has helped keep your elves looking sharp this holiday season. Man, Manscaped is knocking it out of the park again this holiday season. Uh, whether it's the Weed Whacker 2.0, trimming up my ear and nose hairs, or the, uh, the Lawnmower 5.0, helping me uh, trim up my jingle balls, keeping them tight. I love it. And then what could be a better gift for your friends and family, Meanie, than the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Starting with, of course, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This is the crown jewel of the holidays and, dare I say, the best ball trimmer of all time. This electric razor's advanced skin-safe technology is a lifesaver and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Uh, but fun doesn't stop there. Uh, does dad have nasty nose hairs? You can save the day with the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer. Is there boxer game week? You could take care of those chestnuts with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 featuring their signature jewel pouch to keep you calm, cool, and collected. And also, too, there's nothing worse than somebody that's walking around with goat nails, pal. If their nails have seen better days, Manscaped has you covered with their brand new Shears 3.0 nail grooming kit. So go right now and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping uh, with promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. And as always, we thank them for sponsoring the program. Uh, let's see here. We're going to start at the top here. Nate Smythe, Sheridan Ford Sales, Pod Squad member. You can join us today by going to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Tears at only $10. It's a great Christmas gift. You can not too late to get your loved ones a pod subscription to the show. Adam and Meanie, what's one Christmas gift you always wanted as a kid but never got? 
Mine was the Lego spaceship. I still want that thing. Man, that's that's a good question there, man. That's a deep, meaningful question. Um, I was very fortunate. I had good grandparents who got me most of the stuff I asked for. Um, uh, hmm. There was like this helicopter I, I saw in the like the five and like I'm old enough that I remember going to a five and nine, you know, store mm-hmm. in a small town, New Jersey, Gloucester City, New Jersey. And there was like this. I, I'm looking, you know, we, we shop, and I'm looking up, and it's like this giant toy helicopter, which probably to adult me is probably a small helicopter. <laughs> the young me, right? I thought I could fly in that fucking thing, right? And it was nothing special, it was just plastic. And uh, you had to manually rotate the blades, you know, you know, like, you know, spin them yourself. But that was kind of something I always wanted, you know. Mm. And I also have to think back, too, because, like, there's times where I, like, uh, had confirmation. And, yeah. You know, when I went to Catholic school, I had confirmation. They got me stuff I wanted, too. So I was trying to think of, too. I'm trying not to confuse birthday gifts with Christmas gifts, but yeah. there was that one helicopter. I was a little kid. I always wanted and never got. But um, yeah, I was fortunate to have uh, really cool grandparents to make sure uh, baby Brian got what he wanted. So I'm trying to think, man. I didn't really like, there wasn't really anything that I wanted that was like a hot item. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the tickle me Elmo's or any of that shit. <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids, like that—that that wasn't anything I really wanted. I was just like a—I was a Star Trek kid, you know. I was a super nerd. Like nobody was; no, those toys were not flying off the Christmas shelf, you know. So um, I, I don't think there was ever anything that I. Same thing, like my grandparents, you know. Like I'm going to kayfabe you here a little bit, not give you the full story because I'm not going to talk about it here. But I had grandparents who looked out for me, and and same yeah. thing. And um, yeah, I think I was I was pretty fortunate in that regard. Um, that they they came through for me as well. So um, no, I think I was I think I was good, man. I think I think I really never had any of those issues um, growing up. But I'm sure there's probably something I'm forgetting. But I was you know thirty some years ago. I'm not. I don't think I. I don't think there's anything that I that that they didn't come through for me with. So um, yeah, there's something I'm probably forgetting too. But I bought so many cool things since then. It's kind of kind of knocked it out of the memory banks. You That's know? what I'm saying. Like when you grow up and you grow, you, you finally are able to like spend your own money and get your own shit, man. Like I, I'll tell you this, man. I, I I since it's the episode about the holidays and giving and and just being joyful. Like I am a fucking very fortunate person. Um, I have a great job. Um, I get to do this show. I get to do another show. And I get to like have the things that I want, you know, I get to, to, to enjoy life and I get to go do things and I get to collect stuff and, and, and things that mean something to me, you know, and things I, I'm, I'm able to provide for my, my, my family. And that's, that's to me, like ultimate success. Right. Yeah. So I say all that to say that, like, as I became an adult, I just kind of bought whatever the fuck I wanted to buy. <laughs> there wasn't really yeah. any restrictions on it anymore. You know, like I, nobody told me no, or like, oh, we can. I was like, oh, I'm making big boy money now. Like, Toy store, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna go buy right. some shit. Yeah, like I said, for my confirmation, uh, I got some pretty padded envelopes, you know, mm-hmm. from the, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I made <laughs> story of my life, you know, uh, they're like, oh, you should put it away for, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right now I went to G.I. Joe Fortress yep. thing or whatever gimmick. And I bought it, played with it a couple of times, and it sat in the car and it sat in my toy box for uh, yeah. however long after that. When I'm sure they were happy to see that <laughs> I only played with it one time, and yeah. they're thinking, "Yeah, we could have probably put that towards you know something meaningful." Hey, you know, so, it was meaningful at the time when you had it, man. So, fuck yeah, I wish I still had that. Those things are called they, those man. things are worth a fortune now. You know what I found out recently? So I used to collect, I had a whole bunch of action figures as a kid. I had Ghostbusters. I had um, WWF, the Hasbro's. I had fucking every single one pretty much. And I was really into Dick Tracy, the movie with Warren Beatty and Madonna. And they had a whole series of action figures that came out from them. And 
I got them for one of my birthdays and there was one missing called the blank, which was the main villain, I think in the movie, if I remember correctly. Ironically. And the head, the head removed on the toy and it gave away the fact that Madonna was the blank, right? Spoiler alert. Um, So they pulled these figures out of production before they were even like mass produced. So there's only like a couple thousand inside of like Canada and other places. And they're worth a fucking fortune now. They're worth like three or $4,000 a pop if you get them graded properly. And I remember I asked my brother, I was like, did we ever have the blank? Like, do we still have, like, why didn't we keep these? You know? And he was like, no, he told me the story, like never any had anything, but like there are toys and things that I've, that I've had looking back now there's something, I forget what it is. My brother, David was just telling me about it the other day. There's something that's like crazy fucking uh, valuable. And we had a shit ton of them just laying around. And it's like, why really? don't we keep this shit? Like, I'll have to ask him. I wish I had tell a better story, but it was something that was like so inane and innocuous when we were kids. And we're like, oh, it's fucking ridiculous, you know? Now they're like, oh yeah, it's worth like ten or $15,000. It's like, what? Oh, Jesus. I will tell yeah. you. I promise this is the last thing I have because it's, it's mine of the meaning. Oh, no, no. I mean, hey. when my uncle died, my uncle was a, a hoarder, but he was also a collector of, of, of different things. Uh, some things that had value. And one of those things, action figure people will appreciate this. Um, it was called a Boba Fett 21 back. And what that means in, in Star Wars lingo is one of the original Star Wars lines, the little tiny toys from like 77, 78. And it was the premiere essentially of Boba Fett who hadn't been in the movie. He was coming in Empire Strikes Back. And on the back of the card, there were 21 other figures, and I don't believe Boba Fett was included on that, that card. And it became, it's become like a very valuable action figure. Well, I fucking had one. And um, I was laid off in 2015 from my job, and I sold this action figure for a significant amount of money, and it kept us floating pretty much the whole time I was laid off. And it was like, you know, thinking back to him, like, oh, we could have kept it. I could have been worth like twice the amount now. And I was like, fuck, I need, I fucking needed that shit right now, man. But yeah. holding one of those yeah. things in your hand is wild, man. So. Oh, I got it. There's things, you know, I ha- I've had in my life that, you know, I wish I still had, but like, you know, uh, 2005, 2000, 2005, 2006, I got laid up with, uh, a serious lung infection, lung surgery. Oh, geez. And, uh, you know, I, I was laid up for a while and not, and not having anything, no money coming in. And there's things I was like, fuck. Damn. I'm going to just sell this, sell that, sell the other thing. And, you know, I'm, it, it got us by you know, until I could get, you know, more bookings and shit like that. But I, was, I still sit here to this day going, man, I wish I still had this, that, and the other thing. I don't even want to mention out loud what the, the, the cool things I fucking, I've sold. Man. Well, a lot of it was my ring. Well, stuff that I don't want to mention is like, yeah. you know, I don't want to piss myself all over, piss myself <laughs> off all over again. But like, there's like ring worn stuff I wish I would have kept. Like my blue du- original blue dust robe, my original blue dust outfit. Mm. I sold one of my ECW Letterman jackets, which <sighs> I... I still have my first one, which is awesome. The red one with the black sleeves. Yeah. I wish I would have kept the black one too. Mm. Uh, it's like, motherfucker, you know, just, you know, it would have been cool to have something like to maybe hang on a wall, you know, or, yeah. but yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's serving somebody else well right now. Yeah. Machete Von Kill wants to know. Machete! Oh, she gets a yokaz. Yokaz. Yeah, is Meanie an Emmett Otter fan? Are you guys down with any Christmas horror movies? And do you have any favorites? Oh man, that's a, what's the the, the Christmas? Well, not really. I'm sorry to disappoint. Uh, but there is there was that Christmas movie came out either. Last year or the year before with the guy from uh, Stranger Things. Um, he was the Santa Claus. He was just fucking killing people. Oh, yeah. What the hell was the name of that movie? Oh, my God. I, I suck. I hate that. I 
can't, my memory's such shit anymore. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, we, Violent Night and, is the name of the movie. Oh, what was that again? You, uh, you kind of get, oh, did I, did I glitch there? Went through the Matrix. Sorry. Uh, Violent Night. That was very good. That was very good. Uh, but as far as Christmas horror movies or horror movies in general, I, I really haven't kept on pulling because I guess mostly because I watch documentaries of like real life horror shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And sometimes, uh, sometimes reality's scarier than fiction, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah, violent night was really good, but, uh, I, I wish I, I wish I, uh, I wish I was, I wish I was, and, Sorry, uh, I couldn't give you a better answer. Yeah. Uh, I'm familiar with Emmett Otter. I, I don't know if we ever really watched it when we were kids. Um, I know recently I, I, I like it slipped out of my head for a while. And then I'm a big fan of John Mayer's new channel on Sirius XM. And he's starting to play some Christmas music and he played something from the Emmett Otter band. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. So uh, we may you know introduce it to the kids. I'm not sure. But um Excuse me. I am not a horror guy in general, so I don't. I tend to kind of stray away from those movies um, overall. But yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I wish I had a better answer for you too, Mr. Uh, I'll give a bonus here. Uh, some I just learned this past week that I had no fucking clue happened, <clears throat> and I haven't seen this movie yet, or I haven't seen this franchise yet. But are you familiar with the movie Terrifier? Yes. Yes, I am. Terrifier 2, parts of Terrifier 2 was filmed right down the street from the East Abbey Arena. Oh, no shit. South. No shit. Now, where they have the uh, the Halloween horror uh-huh. maze and shit like that in uh, South Philly. They filmed right in there. Wow. I literally just learned that. I was like, oh, holy shit. That's crazy, man. Never knew. But uh, pretty cool. <laughs> I only know that movie because uh, I know two things about that that franchise. I know Chris Jericho's in in the second movie, and yeah. someone passed out in the movie theater and vomited on themselves in the theater because it was so gory. So awesome! Um, that's uh, I, maybe I should. I don't know. That's a hard path for me. Uh, Matt from Dover wants to know on the Christmas present theme. What was the best Christmas present you ever got as a kid? Ooh. Uh, like I said, I had grandparents that really took care of me. Um, I probably have to say, uh, oh, the one year they gave me Van Halen, uh, Live Without a Net on VHS, which, uh, being a nosy piece of shit that I am, I kind of knew it was there and it took everything in my fucking every fiber of my being not to sneak unwrap put in my vcr watch and then somehow try to masterfully rewrap and put back under the tree but uh yeah this is like um yeah i'd become a everybody knows i'm a huge van halen fan right i don't have all our eras fucking don't at me i don't give a fuck if you prefer to <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't, I give, give neither a shit nor a fuck. If you pick one over the other, to me, it's all about Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, this is like right in the beginning of his, the Sammy years. And, uh, they put out a home video. And I think that's, that home video is what really helps cement them mm-hmm. as a band. Because like the, you know, the, the album with Sammy went to number one, but then every album after that went to number one. And I think everybody I know in my age range watched that video. Mm-hmm. I without in that and uh, which was filmed in New Haven, Connecticut, which is right next to uh, where Mrs. Meany grew up in New Haven. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, West Haven, Connecticut. It was filmed in New Haven. She's from West Haven. So, and uh, they refer to New Haven as New Halen. Connecticut. But uh yeah, it's probably one of my favorite home videos that I still watch to this day and watch. Probably one of the coolest gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh even though it's you know it's it's VHS and eventually they wound up showing it on free TV. Well not semi free TV, they should it on MTV. Yeah. 
I guess you had to pay for cable, but you know, uh, that's something I wish they would re-release on like Blu-ray. They eventually they put it on DVD. I'd love to see a like a up upconverted version put out on 4K with with extra songs because um, I had the bootleg from that show. Mm. And there's extra songs they did that night, but they they chopped them out. Yeah, they did like a cover wild thing, and uh, they did uh, good enough. You know, some songs off the first album. And uh, there's a really cool thing. Everybody remembers from that era when they did uh, the song Best of Both, Best of Both Worlds. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a, like a part in between there. We had this little breakdown and Eddie's just playing the riff and the crowd's, you know, clapping along. Uh, and they play a part of Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love, which... Uh, Back in the day when MTV Music Awards were actually cool and they actually, you know, awarded music videos and had live performances, they did like a live uh, satellite, uh, via satellite of Van Halen while they were recording that. And it made the MTV version, but then when the home video version came out, they cut Addicted to Love out of the home. I guess they didn't want to pay the royalties. Yeah, probably royalty shit. Yeah. <laughs> So when I watched that, I was like, ah, but that, I watched that. I watched live without a net almost every day. Wow. And, um, there's some versions of, there's some songs on live without a net. I prefer over the studio version now and like the live version of 5150 from that yeah. VHS. I love the album, but the live version is so cool, you yeah. know? And in a lot of ways, I've had this conversation with other people and I tell people, you know, Van Halen kind of, you know, uh, inspired my wrestling career too. Because you would see how they would work the crowd, entertain the crowd, you know, whether it's making, look at the crowd, making facials like, ah, you know, which you can see on patreon.com slash mind and meanie. Right now, sign up today, not too late to gift it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I believe in pro wrestling, you can find inspiration from anywhere, you know, whether it's a, a movie or a piece of music. And, uh, yeah, getting back to the, you know, Christmas gift to me, that was a uh, formative Christmas gift because everybody could have got toys and that and other thing. But watching that video and almost studying it, yeah, you know, shaped, you know, my, uh, my charismatic side, so to speak. How about you? Enough about me. <laughs> no, no. This is the mind of the meanie. It's not mind of the Adam. Jesus. Um, I feel bad. I was ra- rambling on the last episode. Um, I was, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I know what it was. It was a Polaroid camera. I uh-huh. was, I think, 10, 9 or 10. And I had just really started discovering my love for photography. And I don't remember who bought it for me, but it was always attached to me whenever I went anywhere. And I always had like packs of film. You know, people would carry like tapes and shit in their backpack or whatever. I'm carrying packs of Polaroid film in my backpack, right? Excuse me. I had that fucking thing everywhere. I still have the Polaroids. I have a shit ton of them in my my photo box, right? (laughs) And they're not particularly good. But they just documented my life from that period of time, right? And uh, I loved it. I don't know what happened to it. I think it broke eventually at some point, and then Polaroid went out of business. You couldn't find the film anymore. Yeah. And so when we moved to Pittsburgh uh, in 2020, I bought the kids. James and I went to the Walmart out there, wherever we were, and we bought an Instax camera, which is like a modern-day Polaroid type of thing. So – Around the holidays every year, we typically go and we'll buy a couple packs for the Instax and we have books and shit that we put them all into. So it's like the saga continues kind of thing. But um, that was like the precursor to me getting my first like actual film camera was was the, the nice. Polaroid. So that was probably, I would say that's, that was probably the best Christmas gift I ever got as a kid. Um, yeah. And obviously the toys were fucking great and all, but like the fact that when you connect with something like that and it's so cool, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, this is great. You know, like this is gonna, this is gonna, yeah. This means something, you know? 
It, um, like I said, it, 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 was a, it was a formative gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's, now look at you, you know, look at all the photography you do now, man. Dude, I'm fucking photographing Rage Against the Machine at Madison Square Garden. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, and like it all started from like really from that time with that that Polaroid uh, camera. So, um, yeah, I would say that was that's probably the most uh, the most formative gift and the most important one. And my favorite, you know. Um, yeah, I still have a we had a Polaroid camera, too. And uh I have Polaroids. I, I have uh, Polaroids I took at uh, when the AWA came to Atlantic City. I went to oh, that's cool. watch wrestle with my grandfather at the uh, the, the uh, Tropicana Atlantic City. I got like photos of the Freebirds and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, and they're blurry as fuck because it, it's not like you're standing still, you know. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I got I got you know kind of cool memories. You know, in Polaroid form as well. Yeah. It's just cool, man. It's cool to have those like little blips. You know what I mean? Like like the little yeah. things. And and um I know we've talked about it before, like we both have our, our mark books as we call them, you know, and, and uh the photos and stuff that we've taken kind of along the way. And um, yeah. you know, that's important to me too, right? Like making those memories like with my kids now that I'm older. Like we just met Cody Rhodes a couple weeks ago now, as you're listening to this, and like, you know. It was a it was a very special moment for the kids, but it was also special for me because I was there to watch it, and it was just you know like it's like I'm a mark for life. I can't help it, but it just that's just just the way it is, and it's it's uh it was it's cool to have those things and to be a part of it. You know, Meanie, what's that, Adam? We hear this a lot. Every CBD company tells you that their product is the best, with quality control measures like lab testing and QR codes now becoming the standard. It can start to seem like all CBD brands are the same, but I'm here to tell you something, Meanie. They are not. Knowing what makes certain brands better will help you spend your money more wisely and have more confidence as you incorporate CBD oils, topicals, capsules, or gummies into your own wellness routine. And that's why we're proud to partner with Green Road CBD as an official sponsor of Mind of the Meanie. And Meanie, I know you're a longtime user of Green Road CBD. How has Green Road CBD helped you in your life? Let me tell you, Green Road CBD is is a product I've been using for years. And uh, when we started Mind and Mini, I always was, was like, let's get Green Roads as a, as a sponsor because I use them almost daily. Uh, whether it's the gummies, you know, to take care of the aches and pains of 30 years of, of wrestling, the topical solutions uh, that help my knees, help my back, help my elbows, help my shoulders. Green Road CBD has done everything to help me maintain uh, a pain-free existence from all the years of wear and tear as a professional wrestler. And to me, Meanie, that sounds like the Green Road's difference. And it comes down to a really few important points. They're just part of the reason that they've won industry awards year after year, earned thousands of five-star reviews, and have heard countless stories from customers just like you about the impact that those products have had on your life. So Green Roads is led by a a compounding pharmacist with 25 years of experience helping her community getting healthy. For her and the entire company, it's more than just a job. It's a mission. And not all hemp sourcing is equal, meaning I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But they select select their hemp from high-quality American farms. And also, not all lab testing is equal, which is why they use an accredited independent lab to conduct full panel tests on every single batch. And that's why Green Roads is an original manufacturer, not just a quote-unquote white label brand. So right now, you can go to greenroads.com, meaning, and save 25% off of your entire purchase. Wow. 25% off of everything, meaning. That's huge. And all you have to do is go to their website right now, greenroads.com, and use promo code MEANI at checkout. That's 25% off your entire purchase by using promo code MEANI at greenroads.com. Own the day with Green Road CBD, and we thank them for sponsoring the program. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to ask you this question, but it's another one for Matt from Dover. Sure. <laughs> Did you ever have an ugly Christmas sweater akin to Ralphie's bunny suit in a Christmas story? Parentheses, Adam, you have to tell him about the Patsy sweater. <clears throat> uh, no, I didn't. Well, I had a couple ugly sweaters, but they weren't 
and I kind of got them on Christmas, but they were not your typical ugly Christmas sweaters because I had an aunt who would buy you clothes that you would not be fucking caught dead in. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, and me and my cousin Jimmy were just like, Jesus fucking Christ, I ain't wearing that. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like in a Christmas story when they look at the gift and they throw it over their fucking shoulder to get to the yep. cool fucking thing. Yep. Yeah, my aunt, uh, I'll say her name, fuck her, Amory. She got <laughs> me done. You know, that's the, that's the part of family I don't talk to anymore. So. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She made great meatballs, made great sauce, <laughs> shit Christmas gifts. Mm. But Well, I'm going to tell you about the Patsy sweater. Right. Uh, let me settle in. Let me settle in. <laughs> oh my god, I'm blanking. Uh, uh, a Patsy sweater to have a photo of Oswald on it. <laughs> if it had, if it had a photo of Oswald on it, it would have been three times better than what I got. I'm okay. a Patsy. I'm a Patsy. I'm a Patsy. So, Patsy, it was my grandmother's name. Uh, Patsy was, um, Patsy was eccentric. Uh, My grandmother was a, uh, she was a dance teacher for many years in Croydon. She owned her own dance studio. She was ahead of her time when it came to, um, you know, women as as business owners. Um, She was part of the uh, USO. She knew Frank Sinatra and and Sammy Davis and and all kinds of really like, famous people back then. And she danced and performed with them during the USO in World War II. Um, she was a founding member of the Dance Masters of America. Um, just renowned, world-renowned for her dancing. Eccentric as fuck, though. Like, Patsy was the kind of person who would, I swear to God, this is a true story. We're at my Uncle Alan's house at Christmas. And his, he had his kitchen and his dining room, and then there was like a little living room right off the front door. And we're all sitting in there. We're all talking, and all the cousins and shit, we're all like chopping it up. And grandma walks in, leans, puts her weight over onto her left foot, and fucking rips a 20-second fart, man. That that was <laughs> like, I mean, it was like, imagine this noise, but like extended for an, a period of time. And I swear this is true. After she was done farting, she went, mm, that just slipped out. <laughs> like, Graham, that did not just fucking slip out. We all heard you. And we watched you fucking do the lean. Like, you fucking leaned over and farted. But, so Grandma, Patsy was a, uh, was a character. And I'm, I miss her very much. She's been gone 20 years, uh, two, or she's been gone 18 years now. Um, but one year for Christmas, I can't remember when it was. I mean, maybe it was like it's in fifth or sixth grade. Here we go. And uh, it was a sweater like this design here. You can see at patreon.com slash mind of the meme. It's just a general, like, you know, sweater. Mine was like a blue green color on a slate and it had a bullseye on the front (laughs) and it had a bullseye on the back and all over our sweaters were cut out handprints and cut out footprints that were like glued and like soldered on or whatever Candy canes and fucking ring deers and shit. Candy cane. Oh my god! Great fucking reference. Great flick. Um, From somebody who claims so, don't, who, somebody who claims who he doesn't watch horror movies. I knew that. Candy cane. Um, it's, uh, Sheriff says we have a situation here. <laughs> but all three of us, all of my, me and my brothers, Matt and David, we each got these sweaters, and like all kinds of just outrageous shit on it. Like I think David's had a couple of like actual bells on it. Um, My like, (laughs) so my brother Matt's nickname, and I'm going to tell you this part because I'm going to tell you like what we ended up calling him in high school. Uh, My mom's pet name for my brother Matt was always bear because he was just this big, like bearish type kind of kid. So my grandmother decided to write that across the back of his fucking, his sweat sweater that had the bullseye on it. <laughs> We're looking at these things going, what the fuck is this? This is insane, right? 
and we're like, did she put bullseye on this? And Matt goes, yeah, so they know where to throw the shit at us when we walk by wearing these things, right? And oh, she yeah. dropped them off at our house and like, we don't have, we have no pictures of them because they were so ugly. We never put them, we never, like, we never wanted to commit them to memory in that form. But now you're like, oh man. I'm fucking thinking, I'm like, man, I wish I would have still had that because I would have been fucking rolling in it right now at these ugly sweater parties. Um <laughs> And, uh, man, it was the fuck. We wore them one hour when grandma was there. When Patsy came over to our house that day, we wore them for an hour. And I was like, oh, boy, it's really hot in here. I want to go get changed. And then we never wore them again. We buried, promptly buried them in a black bag, trash bag and launched them into the fucking oblivion. But, um, yeah. That's similar to my, my Aunt Marie who got those fucking ugly sweaters. Mm-hmm. Similarly, there was like a little design on the front. I forgot which side, but it was like this rainbow thing. And me and my cousin Jimmy had a fucking joke. It's like, what are we, NBC broadcasters over here? <laughs> what the fuck is What is this? Oh, my God. You know, but yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should do a t-shirt design of the Patsy sweater. <laughs> Schlichter's just like, I've never made something so ugly before in my whole life. Yeah. I had to unlearn how to be artistic. <laughs> It's like I quit. I'm never fucking doing another thing for you guys. It's oh. like um, you know the movie Dumb and Dumber when uh, Jim Carrey says he would look at Jeff Daniels and you just watch his IQ drop as he was getting into character. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh my god! Horrible, 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 horrible. So um, that is the Patsy story. That's the Patsy sweater. Um, and it, it, it did exist. It was a real thing and it was just as horrible as it sounds, but I told you about his nickname because eventually Matt, you know, he would use it as like his early gamer tag. One of our friends, Alex came over and was like, Oh, why do you, you know, what's, what's bear? What does that mean? And he looked right at me and goes, my nickname is bear dick. And it went on and said, so my buddy, Billy goes, wait, wait, your nickname's bear dick. <laughs> so he, he became bear dick. So uh, I had to tell that story too, because he made me tell the Patsy story. But a uh, couple last questions here. We got a handful left. Robert oh, Kelly, wow. friend of the show, Robert Kelly wants to know, um, who, what Christmas song do you think would be best as the entrance song for the Sandman, Sabu, and the Dudleys? Man. I don't know, but like as far as like a song that I don't know, I, I don't know if I could give each one a Christmas song, but as far as um, a Christmas song that could be really good ring entrance music is uh, Gary Hoey. There's a guitarist named Gary Hoey. Mm. Instrumental version of Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Mm. And it's Pretty fucking badass. It's pretty good. Um, I would bring it up and play it, but I want us to get zapped on the yeah. YouTube. I don't want us to get pinched. But uh, yeah, definitely go out and look up Gary Hoey. Uh, I forget how to spell it. spelled like, like H-O-E-Y maybe. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, the instrumental, instrumental version of your mean one, Mr. Mr. Grinch. That's just great. That would just be like great ring entrance music for Christmas. Or if you're having a holiday themed show, that would be the good music. Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, when I was running shows, I always have, try to have a, a song that would hit. Like he saw me, he saw me always hit that. Boom, boom. And you knew the show was starting. Yep. That would be the perfect song to start any show that was like ran around the holidays. Uh, let me see here. Carlo Carlson, friend of the show. What's up, Carl? Carlo, we appreciate you listening every single week and tweeting at us. Uh, so I am here listening to Jim Cornette drive through. Well, goddamn. Goddamn, double cheese. Extra onions, motherfucker. And they brought up my favorite blue guy's action figure. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Carlo, can you tweet us or send us the link for that? Because I'd love to listen to it or at least maybe, you know, play it next week. Uh, so naturally, my question has nothing to do with that. I guess you just shout it out. Blue, do you think you could teach Goob to do a sunset flip? Oh, yeah. Sunset flip is, uh, 
Well, then again, you know, I, 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 if I could do it, you could do it. You know, just, uh, you know, uh, it's, <laughs> I th- I'm th- <laughs> sorry, I'm a flashback. So all the times I've seen guys do sunset flips, they get farted in their face, you know? <laughs> it's hitting those ropes like and it's like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> no, like the headbangers would call, shoot somebody in, say sunset flip. Bow down like they're going going for the backdrop. Have their opponent do the sunset flip. And anyway, we came up with his the guy's ass right in his face. He was <laughs> <laughs> right in the guy's face who gave him the sunset flip. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure I could. Dude, I, uh, fucking uh, yeah, as of this recording, I've already seen it, but I can't give it a review now. But I'm going to go see the uh, Iron Claw. Oh yeah. Uh, I kind of was mad that there was a screening 20 minutes from my house like a week, a week, a week and a half ago, and I wasn't invited. Mm. And I know people who went who didn't go, hey, me, want to come along? Mm -hmm. No, they didn't. But uh, when I said something on Facebook, another friend said, hey, I'm having my own screening. Would you like you and Mrs. Meany like to come along? And be uh, a guest. I'm saying this because uh, the dude who plays Carrie Von Eric was just on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Jeremy Allen White, I want to say his name is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they show him do a spot where, like, the opponent's charging him in the corner. He puts his legs up and does the sunset flip. And he talks about how he did the sunset flip. and didn't realize what till he watched back the movie and saw how close his head was to the, to hit, the hitting the mat, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And, uh, it's one of those moves that's fairly simple, but if you don't do it right, you, you, you know, if it's not, if it's not timed right, it could, could do some damage, but yeah, it's, uh, and shout out to maybe like one of my favorite sons have flips of all time is Rocky Johnson. So, mm. Since we're on the subject, I don't know if we'll ever talk about the Sunset Flip ever again. Yeah. Shout out to Rocky Johnson and his uh, Sunset Flip. RJ Krasinski wants to know, what's up, RJ? What's up, RJ? What's going on, dude? Uh, He's got two questions for us. What would the BWO Christmas single sound like? Probably like the uh, Jakara mix that we play with, with sleigh bells. Yeah. Which maybe Carl can uh, do that. I think he can. Maybe do that in post. (laughs) Fuck it, we'll fix it in post. Uh, Fuck it, we'll do it. Yeah, we're the the opposite. Fuck it, we'll do it in post. (laughs) No, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Uh, And then second question is, do you believe that Damien Priest needs to break away from the Judgment Day to fully become a world champion? Not necessarily. Because um, I like the Judgment Day. I love the Judgment Day. And I love uh, Priest. Try not to say his other names. Uh, <laughs> um, I love that the, you know, the faction gets together and they, they all have, well, Dom just dropped the North American belt. But I like they're, they're, they're like, kind of like the horsemen where everybody in the faction has a, a belt kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think uh, Priest would look pretty sweet with the, that world belt uh, and be, be in that faction. But does he necessarily need to break away? No. But uh, I can see where some people would think that, but I don't think so. I, I like that faction. Yeah. I don't, want, I don't want them to break them up prematurely like a lot of factions break up prematurely, you know. I never realized that, like how little how little time DX was around for, you know? Yeah. Really was they only a blip, like a small window yeah. of time. But people are still talking about them. You would have thought they were together for like 20 years, yeah. which they kind of are, you know. You know, they're still your family, you yeah. know, outside of wrestling, you know, and they still do reunions. Mm-hmm. But that initial run was fairly short, which... I never put together, you know, in real time. 
Our last question of the day comes from It's Your Boy. Meanie, is your yes. Christmas tree blue also? Uh, believe it or not, it's not. Oh. Uh, we have a, uh, well, it can be. We have a uh, little white Charlie Brown-esque type tree that has the LED lights in it. So we could we can make it blue. You know, if you want, but uh, Mrs. Meany uh, <clears throat> just did like a little nativity scene on her uh, at Trey Fabe on Twitter and Instagram, uh, which shows our uh, little setup there. But nice. uh, yeah, uh, we we have a Christmas tree that's white with the we hit it with the blue lights. So technically, yes, it is a blue blue Christmas tree. And I, we hope that you are all having a blue Christmas out there. And we appreciate all your questions that you've sent in today. Today is also the last show of the year, which is crazy to think about. It is. It is. Uh, but, but before we go in the home, go, uh, in the, uh, go home, yeah. go on YouTube and look up BWO takes over uh, Times Square. Yeah. For our, we there is a BWO Christmas video that's out there on in the YouTube verse of me and Stevie in the Times Square during Christmas. So look that up. Yep, it's awesome. Go ahead and check it out. It's fantastic. What else is fantastic is all of your questions every single week. Uh, we appreciate you, meaning I can't believe you and I are going to be on the beginning of year three together. Amazing, which is unbelievable. It's crazy oh. that we uh, have been doing this together for so long. It is such yeah. a has been such a wonderful journey with you doing this show. Uh, Likewise, genuinely looking forward to this every single week, and we couldn't yes. do it without all of you. We couldn't do it without you listening to this right now, sharing it, subscribing, liking, commenting, uh, yelling it. Hopefully, at someone at Wawa that you don't know, because that's the Philadelphia <laughs> way. Uh, we, you know, we have a lot of people to thank that help us with the show to help to keep the lights on here. Sam Kreps, Carl Pinnell. Uh, Andy Schlichter, who does all of our artwork uh, in Richmond, who provides the beats that you hear on our ad music. Um, you know, uh, it just a, a group of the pod squad, like that, the people that, that are here with us on our Patreon page. Um, we could not do this show without you. So I wanted to make sure that I shouted you all out on the show since it's the last show of the year. And it's the, it's, it's the show of giving and the show of showing or the show about showing gratitude to you. Uh, so we wanted to say thank you for that. Uh, as well. So, Meanie, uh, I want to just know real fast, Sir Blue, where can yes. everyone stay up if they're like, oh man, I want to keep this blue Christmas thing going? Where can they find you outside of the show? If you want to get on an audio list and follow the Blue Meanie <laughs> on all forms of social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at Blue Meanie BWO on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, uh, go to Pro Wrestling. Hopefully, you went to ProWrestlingTees.com and got a the BWO Ugly uh, sweater logo design there. That's if right. not, uh, I'll give you a lump of coal in your <laughs> upper deck your toilet there. Uh, go to uh, <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, please go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Kyle and Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to KyleandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code MEANY uh, or use coupon, code, use coupon code MIND and save 10% over there at colinarborbrand.com. Shout out to uh, Josh Thornton over there at uh, madcatbeercare.com. If you want to look good and smell good, if you're a bearded fellow like myself, go to madcatbeercare.com. Get the blue spruce beard oil and mom. Josh rounds up the kitties. Get some... Uh, Gets the uh, nurse back to health and he releases them back out of the wild. So if you're a cat lover like myself, go to madcatbeercare.com. The Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in late 2024. Uh, Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters by the amazing Hal Haney, but many real world wrestlers, including myself, who I am trying not to spoil. Um, go to ultraprowrestling.com for more information, or follow them on Twitter at UPW Video Game. That's ultraprowrestling.com or UPW Video Game on the Twitter. Now, I don't know how much longer these are going to last, so you might want to get your order in now, but the figure collections, bone-crushing wrestlers, Series 1 variants of the Blue Mini are available 
I don't know how much longer. All Series 1s can be ordered now at shopfigurescollections.com. That's shop.figurescollections.com. And uh, hopefully they still have the Blue Meanie. Or hopefully they still have the BWO uh, Blue Meanie. Either one, it's a fantastic choice. Shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. So if you want to see these gorgeous works of art for your feet, go to follow, you can follow him on social media at GOI Kicks. That's GOI Kicks. To have the Blue Mini on your podcast, that's you. Go to podstars.net. That's P O D S T A R Z, like the cool kids spell.net. Right. Uh, cameo.com. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Go to podstars.net, uh, register your podcast, and then book the blue guy. Uh, cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, if you uh, want to book the Blue Mini at Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO, please book through the website and not the app. The app takes uh, a lot of your hard-earned cash, and uh, I see you know most of the town don't get doesn't get to see that. So uh, book through the app. But uh, let's go over there and make uh, somebody stay a little bit happier there at Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO. Uh, but most importantly, Ms. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, threads, because Twitter may or may not be a thing by the time you hear this, and Blue Sky. You can go there right now and follow me at all all there. Oh, yeah. You can find me and follow me. <laughs> find me and follow me at all forms of social media at the handle. This is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pals. Check it out there. Foundation Radio is my other show. You can check that out at foundationradio.net. You can find the entire archive. And also, I'll have you know, you can listen to both of these shows, plus a ton of other cool shit with the Premier Podcast Network. You can subscribe right now to the entire channel. So go and check everything out there. So foundationradio.net. Brothers Gatter, you can pick up your official well, hopefully it's still available. Your official Adam and R Wrestle Buddy. It's the very first licensed product I've ever done. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, get yourself one. Get yourself two if you want. You can keep one safe and then beat the shit out of the other one, but there's only a handful left. There's also a Blue Meanie Wrestle Buddy. And for <gasps> the best option available, get yourself a two-pack. That's right, two-pack, two-pack of a Mind of the Meanie. Mind of the Meanie, two-pack Wrestle Buddies of your favorite podcast host. So go to brothersgatter.com. The Feinberg Method, use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your entire purchase. My trainer, Brad Feinberg, is ready to help you with your mental and physical well-being. So go to thefeinbergmethod.com. Shout out to the homies at the 10th Ward Barbershop in downtown Lawrenceville on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Go and get an appointment today with Kane or Jordan or the rest of the team over there and tell them Goober sent you. Uh, appointments fill up quickly walk-ins they do accept but it's chances are you're not going to get one so go and make your appointment today at 10th ward barbershop.com pro wrestling tees.com slash mind of the meaning pro wrestling tees.com slash foundation radio keep buy and pick up a shirt and keep the lights on casa de mini and the barnard home for wayward and troubled youth registered historic nut house uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning sign up today Tears starting at just $10. Sign up and join us and watch our handsome, beautiful faces do the show for you every single week. Going to hit you with one right there, and you know what we were doing if you were watching us. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. I want to thank the Pod Squad for joining us. I want to thank you, Blue Meanie, for another very successful year of this incredible program that we do, sir. Do you have any final thoughts before we ride out 2023 into the sunset? Yeah, it's been an amazing year. I'm, uh, and I know this isn't a New Year's episode, but uh, I'm figure get this out of the way. I'm, I'm grateful for everybody who listens to the show. Uh, I see people out in the wild, and they tell me that they look forward to the show every Monday morning. Uh, I'm grateful for the Pod Squad uh, who uh, put down their hard earned money down at patreoncom meanie and support us. I'm grateful for all the uh, my friends in and out of the business who uh, share this podcast with other people. It's nice to get feedback, you know, you know, yeah. and uh, 
you know, there's so many podcasts out there and I'm, I'm grateful that you choose us. So, uh, you know, I, I hope you had a, have a, a wonderful Christmas and a prosperous, prosperous yeah, New Year. So, yeah, I appreciate everybody, man, because you could choose anybody, but you chose us. And I say thank you. And we appreciate you. Have a safe, wonderful, fantastic holiday week. Enjoy the time, the downtime with your family. And we will see you again on the flip side in 2024 to kick off the new year with us right here. Same bat time, same bat channel for the Blue Meanie. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. That's me. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is performed by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or X or whatever, at Mind of the Meanie, and become part of the pod squad by going to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. Brain out.